huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. You know, flying out to Saudi for Tyson's next fight, um, tripping around the world with each other, doing business and then juggling the family. And this is what I talk about in my book. It's, it's, it's the juggling of the daily life. Sometimes it's real quiet and calm, sometimes it's not. Paris, what's harder, looking after seven kids or one Tyson? One Tyson, one million percent. I've got no control over Tyson. <laughs> I've got some rule over the kids. But yeah, Tyson's definitely um, a handful, let's put it that way. So seven kids, yeah. day and night, keeping you up are yes. easier than Tyson. Yes, because I'm guaranteed to have a normal basis for the kids. I know that they get up in the morning, they get dressed, they have their breakfast, they're smiling, they're happy, they go to school, and then they come home and they're happy and they get fed and go to bed. Tyson, on the other hand, is a different story, to put it that way. He gets up some days and you don't know who you're waking up to. Well, can you give us a little bit of insight into that? Insight into that is Tyson gets up some days and is let's just say, not the happiest person. And then other days, he's like the Duracell bunny that's excited and ready to go for everything. Um, and then you've got him where he wants to train and he wants to uh, live life to the full. And then you've got Tyson that wants to lock himself in a room for two days and not talk to people. So you've got different variations of someone to live with. Mm. And which which one do you prefer? The mix in between, <laughs> the, the middle man in the middle there. Isn't that a different man though? Yeah, just slightly, but yeah. no, it's, it's a little mix of the two. So it's nice to have that flat line in the middle that doesn't last very long, but that's the, that's the one that's quite easy to live with. And you sometimes get that. We sometimes get that. Yeah. And then, then you peak and then you get the lows. But I think that's the, ba- that's the variation of someone who's got bipolar and different mental health issues. So anyone who knows somebody, a partner, a friend, a relative who's got them issues, they know what it's like to be in the mix with it. Mm. And how do you manage your own um, mental health and well-being when Tyson is really struggling with his? Because it must be hard on you. I am a really kind of can-do, positive type of person. So I think we was placed together for that reason, because I things don't really phase me. Things don't, you know, the heavier the load, the more I strengthen up. I'm just that kind of person. And I'm a very much can do, will do attitude. So I think we work well together for that reason. Yeah. So um, I think the nation fell in love with you with the documentary. Um, I've got about 120 staff and at least, what, 30 of them, Katie, have been messaging, all excited, me meeting you, sending me questions. Right. <laughs> so um, did it go bigger than you expect this documentary and, and how do you feel about now being super famous? Um, I think it done really well. It probably, I don't think I didn't expect it to do well, but I didn't expect it to push me so much in, in everyone's eyes. Um, I think we knew that the show would... Um, 
make numbers, let's put it that way. I knew I knew it would do good, but I never knew that the, the country would sort of like, silly as it sounds, fall in love with us because I keep getting this amazing feedback. Everyone comes up to us smiling and happy and telling us how much they love the show. And the only thing I am finding now is that where I could always sort of like step back and, you know, say hello to people, people knew me. I found that with the show, I'm sort of pushed forward into the level of Tyson's fame. Um, and it's a hard thing to kind of swallow because I've obviously watched it. I've been there firsthand with Tyson, but I could always, when a crowd of people came around, I could kind of walk away, where now it's equally on par and it's it's crazy, actually. I don't quite know how to, to deal with it, but, you know, it's nice that it's from a good point. Everybody who comes over is all happy and kind and they, they like what they've, they like what they've seen, so it's not a bad point of view. Mm. And do you ever get time to be alone, to hear your own thoughts? Uh, sometimes. At the moment, no, because I have a newborn who is three weeks old and is very dependent. Um, he's in this room right now. She <laughs> yeah. can maybe hear in the background. And I am finding that at the minute it's hectic, it's full on. I've got my book just been released, the show's just been released. Tyson's in training camp for his new fight. Um, we've just had the new baby, so it's a really manic time at the minute. But I kind of like it that way. Silence doesn't sit well with me. I don't, I'm not used to silence. Having a busy home that I've always had, I don't find sitting quiet is for me. So if I do get time to myself, it's more like girl time, you know, maybe go to a walk, maybe go to the gym, maybe spend some time with the kids that I've planned and wanted to do. I don't really just sit quietly idle by myself. So you like being busy? Yeah, I like yeah. being busy. I've, I've always found that I work well being busy and I'm trying to, trying to sit quiet and still is more my time. If I was sitting still, I'd probably half be doing work on my phone and then watching a movie with the other eye. Mm. So can you take us through a day in the life of Paris? Yes, a day in the life of me. So you've got two different sides of our life. So you've got the normal nine to five mundane life, which would be get up in the morning, Tyson would be at home. We'll wake the kids up, we'll get them dressed, get them washed, Tyson do the school run, come back, cup of coffee, nursery run. I'd do my cleaning up, I'd do my chores that I do at home, probably catch up on a bit of business. Then it's school pickup, dinner time, bath time, bedtime, and it's 8pm. Then you sit down, me and Tyson will probably chat about the day, carry on. It's very, very more like mundane, busy but quiet, normal life. Where then you've got the other side of the roller coaster, which is... Tyson away in camp, me doing trips to London, media days, work days, book tours, you know, flying out to Saudi for Tyson's next fight, um, tripping around the world with each other, doing business and then juggling the family. And this is what I talk about in my book. It's, it's, it's the juggling of the daily life. Sometimes it's real quiet and calm, sometimes it's not. And which life do you prefer out of those two? Like if you could only have one life? No, home life. If I had to pick I would rather have home life than crazy life because my main thing in my life is my, my kids and my family and Tyson and being at home. Mm. So to me, I would pick that any day over having to run up and down and do kind of things like this. Yeah. But if we're privileged enough to juggle it and make it work, I've always said, whilst it works for me, any business I do, I always put the kids first, not to sound like you know the greatest man, but it's just that, I never wanted to be a celebrity. I never wanted to be a famous person. I never wanted to sort of be in the position that I'm in. It was just the fact that I married somebody who then came to fame. Evidently, it brought me to it. 
So to me, my main priority is looking after my kids, looking after my home. And if I can do other things like this and enjoy it, and you know, I've got a fan base out there that want to see more into my life than I do. But when that day causes interference in my home, then I wouldn't be doing it. Mm. So seven children, newborn there. How did you fit in writing a book? <laughs> when I had Were my you like writing it with, up, typing yeah. it with one hand? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. That's what I do most days. Um, yeah, I, I did my first book um, a couple of years ago. And when I brought the first book out, I kind of said, you know what, I won't, probably won't do another one. I brought my first book out because I thought it might help some people. Um, like, as I said, Tyson's had mental health issues. Tyson's lived a very open um, life about that. And I thought, as the person on the other side, I think it really helps people to discuss that and to say how I live through it and how I support him and how we work as a family. Um, and then... Evidently, everyone sort of looked at, I thought my life was normal, you know, having six kids, having business, having home life, having, you know, everything organised. I'm very, a very organised person. I like everything in its place. And people then start to ask me, how do you do that? So that's how the next book came out. And I, yeah, I just juggled it. I find if you make time, you can have time. So wherever you want it, you can make time to do anything you want to do. Like my life is very busy and it's busy all day, but I, I do everything I want to do. So yeah, I made time to do my book. Mm. And was having the Netflix following you around was that quite invasive on your time? No, um, because we lived our own life and they filmed us. Right. There wasn't times when it was, there wasn't stage situations. It was like this is our life and you're following it, so that's how it's got to be. Tyson was evidently clear. He was like completely where I would understand like give us five minutes we just need to set up a camera he didn't understand that so to me it was they followed our life um so it wasn't intrusive it wasn't it didn't seem to stop anything that was going on and would you do another one um probably at the moment we're talking about it we're talking about doing another show but Tyson was in retirement when we first done the first Netflix show he isn't in retirement anymore so he's very busy doing his thing. Um, and he did say to me, you know, oh, just you do it. You know, you just carry on. But it doesn't work that way. And I didn't want to do something on my own if we're not doing it together. Because, again, it's not something I sought out to think, oh, I want to be a reality star or, mm. you know, I don't really know. It's crazy. We, I think, I don't know how you're meant to take when you turn on your Netflix and you see your face. I don't know how you're meant to... Nor do I. <laughs> no, it's a really strange situation. So, like, when it came out, it was like okay, this is bigger than we thought. Because at the time it was like, right, cameras are coming, we're going to film a show. It's with Netflix, okay. But then when it was actually out and it was getting aired and it was like, we're on Netflix. We're a big TV show that has hit number one all different places. And yeah, it's a strange thing to kind of comprehend. Mm. Did you actually watch it? You sit yeah, and watch it? Yeah, we watched it. Tyson binged watch it. Tyson was like <laughs> loving himself completely. Where I was like, again, keeping one eye on the telly, one eye on the kids. Um, but yeah, we, we watched it in... We'd watched it, obviously, prior to it coming out. We'd yeah. seen um, the clips and the editing and how it was going together. And then when it came out, it's a whole different story because it's all laid out in front of you. Mm. So, yeah, we watched it as the same day that everybody else was watching it. Mm. And watching it, did you feel like it was a true reflection of how you were? Yeah, I think it came out really clear. I know we had a great team behind us anyways because the people that we worked with, some of them we'd worked with before, and they... Um, we knew there wasn't a hidden agenda, you know? We said, like, this is our life, please film it, you can go ahead, you know, don't make it something it's not, and don't take away from it. 
and I think that's exactly what come out. Have you had any problems since then with like sort of security and maybe too many people knowing you and knowing where you are? Um, we don't really go very far, so in our little bubble of Morecambe, um, no, we're finding Which it. you've put on the map now in the world. Oh, I know, it's, it's even <laughs> yeah. getting busy. It's yeah. even getting busy. Like, we go to our local now and it's like, right, everyone's here. But it's, yeah, in our bubble, we don't find that it's it's not crazy, it's not busy. I know there's a lot of influx of visitors coming there, it's definitely evident. But we, yeah, we, we find there we're pretty secure and safe and we know everybody there. So that, no, but when we go out, like today being in London, being in Manchester, going shopping, I'm finding it a lot more, um, people are, don't want to say invasive, but nobody seems to get like, I'm a mum, I've got kids, I'm just doing my normal routine, I'm just going shopping, and I am finding a lot more people's noticing us now. Mm. Do you ever not just want to put a cap on and a baggy tracksuit? See, so... I can do that, but yeah. Tyson can't. So Tyson hasn't been able to do that for years either, so we mostly, family days out consist of like, walking in lakes walking at fields you know camping out out the way sort of situations that's mm. what we do as a family but we couldn't go shopping on a weekend we can't go to alton towers we can't go to a theme park no. as a family because i mean we asked we was going to disneyland once and i was like right my husband gets highly recognized so can we sort this out and they was like yeah just tell him to put a cap on i was thinking you don't know tyson <laughs> yeah. you clearly do not know so yeah because of his height he's always been noticed mm. yeah. so even when we was kids and teenagers going out people used to stop and go hey mate how big are you you know like they're automatically drawn to him before all the other stuff mm. so there's no hiding him no <laughs> so um this is one from my mum. Okay. So my dad um, has bipolar disorder. Yes. Um, and my mum's lived with that for 20 years. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, could you just sort of share any tips you've got supporting people with mental health issues? You know, how to sort of handle it for the best for them, but also keep your own sanity, Ability. if you like. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've got the right answers because obviously everybody's different. Um, but I think supporting that person um, would be ask you know talk to them to get help medical help that's the first thing that you really need to try and get someone if you get them in that chair and get that diagnosis and I think that really helps the situation. And is, is that, that's happened with Tyson. That's is it? what happened yeah. with Tyson like all the years prior to that um, there was ups and downs and there was never really the answer why I think once you had an answer why it really helped then after that for me it's don't, um, you know, when Tyson's in a, a low day and a quiet day, you know, I don't try and pull him out of it. I don't try and push, you know, I kind of let him ease his way and just sort of ignore the situation, but just continue with life as normal. That's what I find works. So just for instance, if we're at home, Tyson's having a quiet day, we had a plan to go to the park, then I would be like, you know, I'm going to the park, I'm going to take the kids, and if you want to join me, you can do, if you don't, you don't. And I think, you know, then stepping out and walking away, and if he follows, it sort of lifts it, where if I tried to push it, like, you are coming, you know, you need to get up, you need to move, you need to do this. I didn't find that ever worked with Tyson. Um, but everybody is different. And then also, I mean, just be there for them. You know, let them talk to you, let them talk it through. And if they don't want to talk, leave them alone. I've found that works as well. And do you have any outlets yourself? My, I I don't know. I, I don't find I need any. I find I'm a pretty 
stable person. So I find for me just my in my in the book I talk about me time and it, my me time would be you know going to the gym at one point. I'm not gymming now because I've just had the baby, but I joined it last year and I found that was a great thing for me. You know, a bit of exercise, walking, gym, things like that. I love doing that. Then I found that a girls' night out was great. I think it is pure therapeutic. You can't relate, but <laughs> it is good. It is very good to go out with fellow, you know, other women who are in similar situations, you know, mothers, working, whatever, and you can sort of vent, and it's just mindless gossip sometimes, and mm. sometimes it really matters, yeah. and I find that helps. And, um, yeah, things like that, little things, is my sort of outlet, but I've never found that I need a big release from daily life. No. Um, many people are starting to say that um, women are better at talking things out yeah. than men who hold things in. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, I think so, because, you know, I can go for a coffee with Tyson and all the guys in camp and not one of them will say three words. And you're sitting there thinking, like, well, we'll come out for a chat. Is anyone going to have a chat? <laughs> but, you know, that's, women can just, you know, most women find it easy to co to conversate and keep talking and ramble on. And, you know, even if it's mindless conversation, I find it helps and it's good for you. Um, where maybe in male worlds, it's not as, it's not as much. But, I don't know, sometimes you can get Tyson on a subject and he'll ramble on for three hours. So, I don't know. Mm. I, can, I can only input what I've seen. And I think possibly it could be true. Females talk and communicate better. Mm. And was it therapeutic for you to write the book? Did you feel getting the words out was good for you? Um, no, because as I say, I feel like a normal, strong person any road. So not normal not being the word, but like a, yeah, I don't find that I need to get anything out or anything off my chest. I don't have um, that kind of build up. No, for me, putting this out there was more for the, the for my fans, for people who asked me, how do I do it? So people asking me the question, the easiest way for me to get it out there in the masses was to put it in a book. Mm. Do you think the Furies are now as big as the Kardashians? Uh, probably not. Um, really? I don't know. In the UK, yes, but I don't know. I, I don't find, I don't think of it that way. I don't know. If they are, oh all hell be let loose but no I, I'm not sure maybe they are I mean Tyson is probably one of the most famous people on the planet right now yeah um, and yeah I don't think I've never watched the Kardashians never ever watched it so I don't know I, I don't think we could relate seeing the little clips that I've seen I don't think it would be in relation to our family life I think it'd be very vastly different well it's on now so maybe you could binge it well what 20 episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a quote in the Netflix series which I loved almost as much as life. I okay. think this is just brilliant. I'd, I'd like to, for you to explain it a bit. So you said, and I'm going to quote you word for word. Oh, this sounds lethal. Money might not make you happy, but it pays for four hours of ironing. Ah, yes. Did I say that on the show? You said that word for word on the Ooh, show as there was a big right pile out. of ironing about to go out. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, money doesn't make you happy. What are your thoughts on that? Money can't make you happy. I can guarantee that. The reason being, um, with or without it, I've been happy most of my life. So you're not any, had... happy, any happier now with money? No, probably got more problems now. This, yeah, the, when they say more money, more problems, yeah. that's the saying, that's true as yeah. well. Um, so for me, I've been happy with it, been happy without it, and that's the truth. For Tyson, he has been very, very, very unhappy 
with plenty of it. And I've wow. watched that. And I've watched Tyson at the lowest points of his life and money can't buy him out of that. So to me, money can't buy happiness in any which way. You could be the richest person in the world and have no happiness at all. Um, so it's one of them. It doesn't hurt. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but it definitely doesn't make you happy. And as I say, I've been... Me and Tyson started out with very little, just normal, two kids. And we've always said, if we lived in a cardboard box and we had each other, I know that sounds so cringe, but we did We did always say it, we still say it now, we'd still be happy in a cardboard box. So, I don't know, I could say, it can buy four hours worth of buying in, <laughs> but it doesn't make you happy. So are you saying it gives you more convenience? It, yeah, it can give you some convenience, it can make, um, it can make things easier in some ways. But as I say, the truth is, you have a lot more problems, the more... Like what? Well, you know, um, I don't know, More the more money you have, the more... I, can't, I don't know, I, I don't know if you really can go into it, but what you've got, people are always trying to take, I can guarantee you that. Um, and, you know, you're always thinking of security, you're thinking, like, people know your situation and you're wondering, like, is your kids safe, is your home safe? Mm. Um, You've got people who can come for no reason, constantly asking for something. Um, yeah, there's there's definite complications that come with it. So you'd consider going back, no money, just... Yeah, if I woke up tomorrow and we didn't have anything, wouldn't make no difference. No. Just start again. You know, I'm not saying I don't want to, I don't want to be in the situation we're in. I'm not saying that, but what I mean is it would neither change nor break or make what life we have mm. you know i've got my husband i've got my health i've got my kids and if we didn't have anything tomorrow then we just start fresh yeah and what's this your secret to maintaining a good relationship over a long period of time because i've been with my wife nearly 20 years and it seems like thank you <laughs> we should say that to her, probably <laughs> but it seems that less people are prepared to stick it out now yeah, I was saying this just recently that a lot of people think, I mean, when we done the show, they, 99% uh, of it was great feedback. People loved it. People liked the openness. People liked the emotions that they saw and they liked the fact that we was real. But there was a small percentage that I found was saying things like, you know, oh, um, he doesn't appreciate you or he, this, that, or you, whatever, like you're, you're making his mental health excuses you know, all different negative things that I can't even think of them because they literally went in one ear and out the other because it's not real life to believe that a relationship is going to be sunshine and roses every single day. It's not possible. And I think the youth of today and our generation are very, um, you know, very in one minute out the next. They take a relationship and they're all in love and they all want to be together forever and they'll get married and five minutes later, you know, it's, oh, I don't love him no more getting divorced, mm. can't stick him, you know, this kind of attitude. And to me, you know, marriage means something and to be together and support one another and have each other's back is a big thing. And why do you think people are just giving up at the first opportunity now? I don't know, because I think they're all under this false belief, this kind of like, you know, social media false image of 
a husband coming back or a boyfriend coming with a thousand red roses <laughs> in the back of a Mercedes G-Wagon with a teddy bear the height of the Eiffel Tower. You've just busted my next move. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll tell her it was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. But this here is not real. That is, that's a one-off. That's a moment that's nice in, in our day. But then the next day you're sat in your pyjamas having an argument over who made the coffee or who didn't make the bed. Mm. You know, that's normal life. So for... Everybody to be fed this sort of image that everything's perfect and everything should be romantic and everything should be wonderful all the time. It's not true and it can't be it can't be possible. I think I've said in the book that a relationship is given and taken and you know, different things, you know, it's nice still to say, Oh yeah, keep the romance alive. Me and Tyson will try and get date nights, we'll do, you know, once the week, take the time with each other and little things like that, but you can't expect it to be perfect all the time. Mm. And I think that's what marriage is. Marriage is giving and taking a little bit, having each other's back, supporting one another, and through thick and thin. Mm. And on the note of social media, what's your plan with your kids and how much you'll allow them to be on social media? It is a hard discussion. <laughs> um, I find that with my kids, they've got to understand that they are they are so much more in the light of people's eyesight you know like so much so many more people are watching them and viewing them and there's so much more criticism on them than just a normal kid who's opened up an Instagram so for me I don't want to put them in that situation too early Venezuela um, had Instagram a couple of years ago my dad opened it you know my dad thought it was a great idea until he got a couple of months later and Venezuela looked older and you know started getting comments from other male attention and that was the end of that, which evidently, obviously, a 12-year-old, it's not right. But mm. she's 14 now, and I think we're talking about possibly, you know, letting them have social media when they're a bit older. But at the minute, I don't feel like they're ready for that kind of attention. And anything they do, obviously, comes back on them, because mm. people are watching. Mm. Is it true you turned down, I'm a celebrity? There is truth in that it was discussed but the fact that the baby was brand new and I probably wouldn't go in the jungle anyway. What, like ever? Probably not. And they never say never, but I don't think... One, I would do rubbish. I am screamish <laughs> and I don't like bugs in any which way. Two, um, I don't think I'd leave the kids for that amount of time. Mm. Like, I think, I don't know how many weeks it is. I don't know if it's two or three weeks, but there's no way I'm going to leave the kids for that amount of time. Yeah. So I couldn't see it, it would ever happen for me. And um, do you think you could or would ever have any more kids? I'd never say never. I'd, you know what it is? After Athena, the last, not the last one, the one before that, Tyson said he, we wasn't having no more. He got really freaked out the fact that she'd been in hospital and she was really unwell. And then um, he said, no, he said, anything could happen to you, anything could happen to the, like, the babies, and no, let's not bother. And then I wanted another one. So we went again, we got another baby. And... Then Tyson said the same thing again, but then he contradicts himself because he'll go turn around to me one day and say, like, you know, we'll have 12. You think, like, <laughs> no, we're not going to He get doesn't 12. have to look after them. No, but <laughs> saying that, when he's at home, he's really hands-on dad. He is really good when he's back at home, but yeah. obviously there is times when he's not there. Mm. And then it is all down to me. Mm. I mean, I have two, and yeah. I retired, well and truly retired. What is it like having a lot of children? It is probably not much different to having maybe three because I found when I had two kids, I had like everything perfect and everything was easy and I could take them anywhere and go to any restaurant and that worked really well. 
And then I had the third one and everything went out of whack. <laughs> it was totally different then. And I had to up my game completely. So then the chaos has just rolled on. Right, so above three, the chaos is virtually the same, is it? Yeah, I really do believe that because if I'm packing, I've got to, I've got to do it like... If I'm laying out four out of lots of clothes, I may as well lay out five, you know, six, seven. Yeah. It's all there. If I go on holiday, I've got to pack in let's to no time because everything we do is last minute. Yeah. And then I've got to pack like... Well, there's nine of us in my family now, and then say we go for 10 days, that's 90 pairs of underpants. That's 180 <laughs> pairs of socks. You I know? never thought of it like that. Yeah, so everything <laughs> has to be regimental, and I usually try and fit it in three cases, you know, but when you really do the maths and do the, do the time, but if you're laying out four or five sets of clothes, you may lay out seven. And did you find... Um, did you ever have any sort of very, you were very organised and a bit OCD and then when you had a certain amount of kids, you just sort of relaxed a bit. Did you find that? No, I probably no. got worse. Oh, you got more OCD? Yeah, more, more, more on the ball because I just, I find that the life I live, if I'm very organised underneath, then I can carry on with everything I'm doing. So if I need to pack today, I can pack today and leave tomorrow. And that's because all the cupboards are all organised, you know, everything's where it should be, there's nothing what I can't find. If I need a pair of shoes, I know where they are. If I need a pair of socks, I know where they are. If I need the purple towel with the blue spots, it's on the top left-hand corner. <laughs> and I know this. Tyson's never lost. How do you think it would be, he would be, if he did? Um, that is something I'd never like to see. So, one, I would never like to see my husband lose in the ring, um, just because it's bad enough to see him get hurt or hit in the ring. Um, two, I don't know how that would sort of affect Tyson's mental health mm. um, because Tyson is very much a winning attitude and he's always won. Everything he does, he wins. If he plays football, I swear if he went out there against David Beckham, he would win him because he's just got this competitive, seriously strong nature to win. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd never like to see that. No. And in the documentary, obviously, you were quite open that you wanted him to stay retired. Do you think you would ever keep continuing to encourage him to retire? Yeah, 100%, because I just see that Tyson is, is, he is getting older. He's 35, and it's not, a sport for <clears throat> it's not a sport for older men. So there is a day when Tyson will have to retire, and it's got to be in the next three, four year maximum. So he has to um, he has to hang up, and he's got to come home and just be at home on a permanent basis. Mm. Um, but I don't know what Tyson will do to fulfil that. The thought of him retiring from his perspective does that excite you or scare you? Um, for Tyson to retire would be uh, good for for me and the kids. I think it would be bad for him. I do. And I think until he finds something to fulfil his, you know, that time and that, that energy that he puts into it. And I don't think there will be anything out there for him to do, to, to fill really? that. No, I don't. I don't think anything will ever fill that. But I think he has to come to the realisation that you can't box forever and you have to find something, whether it's one thing or numerous things, to put the effort into. And it'll never feel the same. It'll never be, how can you match going into Wembley Arena with 90-odd thousand people yeah, dreaming wow. your name? You can never replicate that in any situation so he has to understand that it's not possible and then find something just to to enjoy even if it's on a smaller level yeah we just watched the beckham documentary and some of the big footballers like eric Cantona said that the adrenaline of those huge crowds 
is an addiction. And it was really hard to come back to normal life because it's like you're an addict coming off a drug. Can you see that in Tyson? Yeah, well, million percent. I could, I could believe that. And I can see that in sort of how, not in day-to-day life, but how Tyson lights up on fight night. You know, he doesn't get one inch of nerves, not the slightest. He's never, ever nervous. You see boxers walk to the ring. They look like deer in headlights. Tyson is enjoying and taking in every moment of it. And everybody there, there's no nerves, it's just pure enjoyment. He loves boxing. He loves what he does. Mm. And that is that is the truth of it. Mm. Um, what would you do if all seven of your kids wanted to be professional boxers? I'd cry. I mean, maybe not your little one yet, but... <laughs> yeah, I would... I just dread the thought of my kids being boxers. I know um, when Venezuela, she's the oldest girl, when she was a little girl, she used to, you know, play boxing with her dad and punch his hands. And he used to say, she'll be the next Layla Ali. And then she got punched in the nose one day and she said, I don't want to punch. She didn't like it no more. That was the end of it. So then now I've got three, uh, four boys and they, uh, I don't think the girls will do it because I know the little one again, she's real girly. Hmm. So I think if the boys was going to do it, I think it'd be horrible to watch because I've watched Tyson box all these years and it, it's not nice. But I remember his little brother, who was the baby brother of the family, Yui, he boxed. And when Yui was boxing, I'd seen him grow up from being eight or nine year old. And it was even worse to watch him because he was the young brother, he was the kid. So he was like my baby brother and I watched him grow up and I was watching him box and it was like watching a kid, you know, get hit. And it, it's, it wasn't nice then. So no. if it was my kids, Ah, it'd be terrible, and I'd be the loudest mother at ringside, screaming and shouting, and <laughs> there'd be some bad abuse going to some little children fighting them. So, yeah, I don't like the thought of them boxing, but they might do, they might not. Yeah. And do you th- would you veto it, or would you ultimately let them do what they wanted to do? I'd only let them do what they wanted to do. It's yeah. down to them. If they want to do it, then they can. Um, we've said we'll never push them into doing it. Mm. I do think there's great discipline in the boxing mm. gym. So even if they've never done it professional, just to learn and train and get into that mindset is really good for um, the youths of today. I do think it's beneficial to them. Mm. So I'd like them maybe to do it for a, for a health side of things, but for to actually compete, I, I wouldn't push them to it. Mm. So I have a question. Um, there's a lady in my staff called Jodie, mm-hmm. and she asked this question. Um, how, do you ma- how do you have time to look so beautiful? Um, Do you know what I find, I spoke about this and it's about me time in the book and how I look after myself and I don't really do a lot. I think I was blessed to be kind of slim, which was a a good thing. Um, And then after that, it's just... But you do go to the gym though. Well, I started that last year. Right. But I had five kids before that (laughs) and I never ever had a moment to myself to do that. But I enjoyed the, the health side of it, but no, I didn't. I wasn't a gym person. Mm. I liked it. As of last year, I've decided I'm a gym person, but I wasn't before that. Yeah. And as in for looking after myself, I don't know. I think, I think a little bit of makeup on a morning, I think that helps. I'm not saying a full face, but a little bit of makeup, a bit of pride, a pride in your appearance. I do believe in that. So I think you know, dress tidy, get up. You don't need to be glam. You don't need to be done up, but you know. Put on something tidy, your jeans, a jumper, put a little bit of makeup on, a bit of lip gloss, brush your hair. Just a bit of self-pride, I think that goes a long way just to get up and, you know, 
I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say. I think it'd be a bit vain to sit here and say, yeah, I'm so beautiful because, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Um, who spends the most money, Paris or Tyson? Well, I, I run the home, so I probably spend the most money because I pay all the bills and do all the organisation, do the shopping, do the food shop. That's that's a lot of money wasted yeah. there. Yeah. Well, it's not wasted. It feeds the family, but that's it's quite a lot. But um, I mean, my wife noticed how many Chanel's you had. She was like, Ooh. yeah. But to be fair, <laughs> most of them was gifts from Tyson. Um, ah, so he spent the money. He spent the money. Yeah, but he spent it on you. He spent it on me. That was after most of the time. He, after a fight, he used to treat me to a, a, something nice and yeah. Was that it. just to butter you up so he could do another one? Probably, probably. <laughs> but I, I no, I'm not really a big spender. I'm not really one. Um, what I don't go shopping a lot. I don't really like shopping. Why not? Because I don't know. I just never really liked shopping. I never was that type of girl. Um, I like to go for food. I like to go out with the girls. I like to go out with Tyson. I like to take the kids places. But as in like for shopping, no, I'm not a big shopper. But I, yeah, I think neither one of us are big spenders. We really ain't. I, mm. I don't know what we're doing with what we've got because <laughs> neither one of us is big spenders. Like we have, um, yeah, we don't go very far. We don't do a lot. I think a hol- like holidays, we like to go on different holidays, like take the kids with us abroad. Mm. But we're not big, we're not big spenders. Mm. John Fury. Yes. Like, what's he really like? Because he's a scary man who's had a lot of fights with his bare fists. But he's also, I mean, I've had the pleasure of interviewing him twice. He's very emotional. Um, I think he's some, some compassion there. What is he really like? He is as loud and boisterous and scary in real life. But underneath it, he's just a soft man. Mm. He's not, he's not. Like, he looks it, he sounds it. Like, he walks in and, can I have a cup of tea? <laughs> and you, you, you go, but the yeah. truth is, he's just um, he's just a good guy. He's uh, he's a father, he's a grandfather. He'll come in, play with the kids. You know, he'll have a visit, he'll chat with the children. Yeah, he is, uh, he, he ain't really what you see, because when you see him, you probably see him in, like, an interview and he's all irate and he's, that's fight mode and... You know, all of the Furies, they all have fight mode. Fight mode is serious and it's intense and it's loud and it's aggressive. And then, obviously, you've got them at home and it's like Tyson at home. He's a gentle giant. So he's never flipped a table at home? Never. No. (laughs) He's barely raised his voice at home. I've actually never heard him raise his voice at home. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard Big John shouting or... He's actually quite calm when you think about it. He'd be the one to sort of say, now, son, be sensible. Mm. There, you know, he's, uh, he's... he is more calm, and actually, that's quite strange when I think about it. Yeah, I've been married eighteen years, fifteen years, fifteen years. Been together for eighteen years, and I've never heard him raise his voice once. Wow! But he's quite happy to flip a table in front of a, a crowd. I, as I say, I think that's fight mode. I think that's I think that's the emotions is high. I think they're all tense. I've seen a few of these videos. They're quite crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite crazy. But they, um, yeah, I think Probably that you is should a edit a bit in at this point. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. That's, they are intense. But I think that's a different situation. That's a different person to, you know, the granddad that comes around seeing the kids. Mm. Do you have any regrets? No. None at all? No, nope. I don't think you can regret. I think um, I'm very happy with where I am in my life now. I've been very happy most of my life. And, uh, yeah, I don't have regrets because I think everything that's happened has brought us here. Mm. 
Um, has there been any lesson you've learned in life which was maybe the hardest lesson to get? A lessons, learned lessons. Yeah, I think um, I think in a relationship you learn things about one another, and I think you grow with that, and that helps your that helps your relationship. So yeah, I've never never regretted anything, and I don't um, I don't think you get lessons like oh I've learned that and I won't do that again. But I think you um, you learn things as you grow up. I think obviously I started as a kid, and you learn and you grow with it. So, yeah, I, don't, I can't pick anything out, but I think you do grow with a relationship and I think you learn to, to be with that person. And the future. Um, maybe one thing you're really excited about for the future and one thing you're maybe scared about for the future. Excited about? Um, I am excited to see... I'm excited to see where my kids end up and what they do in their life. I'm also scared to death to see where the kids grow up and what they do with their lives. You know, that's that's one of my main concerns. Anything else is trivial. Everything else is trivial. It's up and down. The main thing is now I'd like my children. Um, I've got seven of them, so someone's got to be the dud of the family, haven't they? But <laughs> I'm hoping that they all um, grow up and they just find what they want to do in life and they're all happy and healthy and, you know, do what they want to do. Mm. There was another question that I was asked by one of my staff members and it was about... Um, the home do you get do you get any help you know you said you have someone who does the ironing do you get any help around the home uh no not really um i'm kind of like you said i'm not ocd but i'm i like things the way i like them so if i if a friend come in and she was helping me fold the wash and i'd refold it and fold it the way i wanted to <laughs> so i'm a bit like so there's that no, point. no there's no point so things like that i'm on my own jobs at home and i like to do that um you know, I've got a babysitter who comes and watches the kids if I'm going out with Tyson or if I need a hand on the school run, like if I'm busy here in London and such. But no, not really. I like to do most things myself because that's what I wanted to do. Mm. And what have you got coming up that you can tell us about? Oh, don't know if I can tell you. <laughs> Give us something. <laughs> no, um, just watch this space. There's always something different coming in the future and uh, we're always busy, put it that way. Surely there's very a, vague, very a, a vague. A little on that. scoopy scoop. No, no scoops. Tyson's uh, Tyson's talked about his next fight, and as in for myself, I'll uh, watch this space. Yeah. Okay. And the book. Um, can you tell us a bit about um, some things in it that you think we should all know about? Do you know, like everything we've just Sorry, been just talking about. Sorry, just to interrupt. About. We're the, we're with the same publisher. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> they like the best. <laughs> no, we uh, in the book, I basically talk about most of the things we've just talked about, you know, running my home, um, living with Tyson, uh, making the romance last. Not that I know exactly how to do it, but it's working so far. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just looking after the kids, school runs, different tips and hacks on how I sort of run my day-to-day -day life. Mm. And do you think... Um, we're sort of in this movement right now, aren't we, where a lot more women want to be career-based and independent rather than traditional and stay at home. What are your thoughts on that? I think everyone's got to do what suits them and what they want to do. To me, I knew from being a young age, I always wanted to be a man. It was top of my list. I did go to college and I studied to do um, beauty therapy and I got like right through to level three to run my own business and everything. But that was always my back plan because I knew what I wanted to be a mum and I wanted to be a mother. That was what my main plan in life was. Um, 
Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. Last one's next. <laughs> yeah, and yes, that's, what I, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I think everyone's got to do what suits them. I don't think nobody should look down on a career woman who wants to be in the business and be in offices or whatever she wants to do. No one should look down on a mother who is at home looking after her children. Each job is very hard. Um, and I think, I think some people just take it away from a mother or a woman who is working or whatever situation you're in or if you're juggling both. You know, I think everyone's got to do what suits them. Mm. So this show is called Disruptors. Have you disrupted what it means to be a mum? No, I haven't disrupted it. I think I've probably backed it up a little bit. I've, I've, I've brought it to the table and said, this is what it takes to be a mum and, you know what, keep going forward. And it's not always perfect. It's not always the right way, but you'll find your way either way. Mm. And um, the book, anywhere on the internet, we can get it, Amazon, Audible. You can get it on, yeah, you can get it on um, audiobooks. You can get it on Amazon. It's available in all big bookstores and it's also available in supermarkets. And where can we follow? I mean, probably the whole world follows you, but where do you update on social media? I am on Instagram. Yeah, Paris Fury One. I am. That's where I usually am. That's where everything goes out. We're done. Well, We're all good. Thank you. Very much. No, thank you.